Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's a day in which, I don't know about you, I'm a little melancholy. Because as much as the Giants and the Jets have driven us nuts over the past 17 weeks, I'm going to miss those bastards. (laughs) And after Sunday, we will not watch them play football games that matter until September. But I got to warn Tiki about something. Tiki is in New Orleans right now, which means this morning, early afternoon, he wasn't with us. He wasn't in our office. He wasn't chatting with us. And I really, really miss him. Not because you're just a good guy, which you are. I miss you because our boy Sean has lost his freaking mind. I was going to say, what the hell happened? Here's what happened while you're away in New Orleans drinking hurricanes. This guy... (laughs) told me, and he's about to tell the entire state and city of New York and everyone listening nationally on the Odyssey app, he tried to convince me that Brian Dayball, the fine head coach of the New York football Giants, will probably try to tank the final game of the year against the Philadelphia Eagles and has already tanked without us realizing against the Los Angeles Rams one week ago. He believes that Brian Dayball has very quietly very secretly, been purposely trying to lose games because Brian Dayball agrees with Sean Morash and agrees with some Giant fans that they're better off losing games so they can draft higher. And what exactly is the evidence that Brian Dable is not trying to win football games and the only thing he wants to do is get a higher draft pick? Draft that quarterback so he can finally start his, I don't know, his own way of winning in, in New York. What the hell are you talking about, Sean? I'm glad you asked about evidence, Tiki, because it's something I've been sitting on all week, and it took me talking to a couple other Giant fans to make sure I wasn't crazy. I'm not going to name names, but multiple, including Tommy Lugauer next to me, all had the same theory, although none of us had discussed it. The end of that Giant-Ram game was awfully peculiar. And remember, the Giants were already eliminated from postseason contention. So I'm not suggesting Dable at any point when I was talking tank, you know, was thinking tank any way. But now here we are in the final two weeks. Tiki, Evan. Yeah? The Rams lead 26-25 in this game, okay? It's late. They force the Rams to punt because Wink Martindale's defense is cooking. And the Giants get the ball back. And what do the Giants do? First down, short little throw to Saquon Barkley, shockingly incomplete. Second play, this is what made Dable sweat. Terod Taylor 
takes off for 34 yards. Now suddenly the Giants are knocking on the door or something. The play calling then from that point forward, Kafka, Dable in collaboration, becomes awfully peculiar. Tyrod Taylor has to spike the ball with 42 seconds left. The Giants are at the Rams' 34-yard line, Mm -hmm. making it, at that moment, a 52-yard field goal. If you go back to Mason Crosby's career, as I have, since 2016, (laughs) Mason Crosby has missed 10 field goals of 50 or more yards and only made 26, closing in on a 50% rate. In fact, it's why many people in Green Bay speculated the only reason Mason Crosby was still the kicker in Green Bay the last couple of years is because he does Thanksgiving dinner with Aaron Rodgers and they were best friends. <laughs> Even I was the one move the Jets couldn't get Aaron Rodgers to convince him to do was take Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, not his fault, veteran, great kicker for a long term. He lost all his range. Dable knows that. It's why when they brought him in for a workout earlier in the year, they preferred Randy Bullock. So in this moment, you would think 52 yards, that's not enough. So what does Brian Dable do? Instead of putting the ball in the hands of Terod Taylor, he hands it to Saquon with nobody blocking for negative two yards. And the next play is Terod Taylor throwing it in the dirt to spike the ball and stop the clock, setting up a 54-yard No, 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 no. That's not true. A timeout was used by Sean McVay. Sure. And then on a third and long, he, throws it in the dirt. he threw an incomplete pass to Wondell Robinson. You think Terod Taylor purposely threw it in the dirt? I think the play was designed in a way that they knew that was not going to be complete. And if you actually oh, went back, Tinky, you were reaching, Tinky, dude. go back and rewatch it because you know what? I thought I was crazy until the guy next to me, Tommy, thought he was crazy. And I will tell you, there are other people that actually work for this company that are also Giant fans that I was talking to last night. Went, by the way, did you catch the end of – he was definitely trying to lose the game. And I went, I can't believe you just said that. And yet we've spent a week on this radio station. Nobody brought it up. This is not Doug Peterson going to Nate Sudfeld type tanking. But I think Brian Dable, very smartly, in collaboration with the general manager, Joe Shane, understand (laughs) what it will take for long-term job security. And for Brian Dable to keep a job here long-term, they're going to need to generate success and generate results. And that success isn't turning a five-win season into a six-win season. It's turning this team into finding a franchise quarterback. And I think we have evidence last week that, hey, if they happen to win, they win. But if it gets tight enough, I'm going to make sure some things happen here to put it in God's hands. And I think we're going to see more of that this week versus the Eagles. Here is my problem with your theory, Sean is that in order for something like that to happen, it had to be premeditated. They had, they would have had to have talked about this. This is the, the initiation of a conspiracy theory. When you have conspiracy theories, it's not just one person. Like you, it's not a conspiracy if it's just one person. That's just someone going rogue. In order for this to have happened, Brian Dable and Joe Shane and probably John Mara, maybe Tim McDonald, like all those guys that are up in the front office making decisions about what's going to happen in the draft would have to have been complicit in order to make this happen. And there's no way, there's no way that that actually went down that way. There's absolutely no way. That was circumstances of maybe bad play calling. Yes. But definitely not a conspiracy to lose games so they get a better draft pick. You got to be out of your mind, Sean. Well, why, Tiki, then, when they had a chance to tie the game, did they go for two oh, and go no, no. for the lead? Perfect, perfect. Well, let, let me stop you right there. Because me and Tiki, we're like a tag team today. Because we're on the same Bring freaking it on, side. Baby. So if you don't mind, Tiki, I tag myself in. I'm yes. going to tag myself out in a minute. Go ahead. They went for two with three and a half minutes to go. And if not for Terod Taylor, who there's no way in the world is tanking anything, he would never be a part of a plan like this. He had an open Saquon Barkley, and he missed him. 
It's one of the biggest takeaways from this game that it was right there for the New York Giants to go up 27-26, and Terod Taylor missed him. And not only that, on that drive you just cited, the final drive of the game, it started with what you called an incomplete pass. It was a drop by Saquon Barkley. Now, I love Saquon Barkley. I think we all do. He done effed up. He made a bad Dude, play. and if he catches the ball and gets tackled in bounds, it's a disaster. He still has to spike the but, ball. But that's not the point. Like, that there's the point. Bad, the cool. bad execution is what led to that. They should have been up 27-26. That two-point conversion should have worked. The play call worked. And you know why it didn't? Why didn't it? Why didn't it? I'm glad you walked oh, right into why, my trap. Why didn't it work? Because like we've seen all year from Terod Taylor and like the coaches have seen on the film, Sorry, Terod Taylor. You're not very good at those short touch passes. Oh, so they knew he was going to miss. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. I think they Put it this way. What has a better chance of happening? Hitting an extra point at Terod Taylor, screwing up in short yardage again like he's done all season long. Again, if he makes it, he converts it. I don't think Brian Dable's upset that they win the game and it worked because then he looks like smart, looks like a genius. But I think that now that they are eliminated, Brian Dable last week coached. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Where if we win, we win. But I'm going to do some kooky things here. And if we lose, it's not the worst thing in the world. So if that's not labeled tanking, I don't whatever. But that's the style of coaching Dable went with at the end of the Ram game. And I think we're going to see more of that if this game is tied on Sunday. Okay, so what you're saying now is very different than what you said three minutes ago. If playing <laughs> aggressive to lose and not to win, you're playing aggressive to win because you have nothing to lose, right? Honestly, I believe that's what Coach Daves did this weekend, last weekend. It was we're going to play aggressive. If we get an opportunity to go for two or do some things that we don't traditionally do, if this game meant more than it actually did, then we wouldn't do those things. But they have nothing to lose, so why not be aggressive? You know, why not try to go for two? Why not try to? Find whatever little advantage and put your guys in positions to test them and 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 test you know your you Mike Kafka and his game planning in those situations. Very rarely do you get those perfect situations to play those things. Now when the game doesn't matter, you can do that. 
But that's not intentionally saying I'm trying to lose. I think he's saying I'm trying to win well, and be and but, do it in an aggressive okay. way. So call this what you want, Tiki, because I get the idea of you're eliminated. Hey, do whatever you can. Let's get nuts. Let's get crazy, which is we're kind of saying the same thing. If you're going to deliver. Yes, no, 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 we're not. Because playing aggressive to 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 win is not playing aggressive, and if you don't win, you're fine with losing. But then why would, you, know what why I mean? would you not coach that way in September and October then? Because the games mean something in September oh, and there, October. Well, there you right? go. You're, no, 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 you're, no. you're still in it, right? You still have a chance. And by the way, a lot of coaches do coach that way, and it works for them. But the only reason it works is because they've done it, right? In their minds, they know how to, how to in those situations, make those really hard decisions and with confidence and therefore execute, right? It's just, I think, I think you're positioning this as Coach Dabes is okay with losing, and I know that's not a fact. Well, if he wasn't okay with losing, then he would coach like that all the time. He, in, in theory, he must be at least somewhat okay with losing if he's going to change that style and go, we're eliminated, who cares, I think, let's, let's no, go crazy. I think, I think being okay with losing and playing to lose, coaching to lose, are very different things. Okay. And, th- and that's where you're, you're getting me because he wants to win. There's, right. there's no doubt about it. Well, it's the I'll, only thing that matters. I will call it like this, Tiki. If he truly wants to win, and everything you saw Sunday tells me he truly wants to win, then maybe he's not the right head coach. Oh, no, stop. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hold on. Because I oh, think he's Lord. the right I think he's the right head coach. Because we're going away from my initial point. Mason Crosby cannot connect field goals at his age of 50 or more yards. We have Sean, 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 Sean. And he coached to make sure that field goal wasn't inside 50 yards. Criticizing that final few plays is far different than saying he did it purposely to lose. And I'll tell you another reason. I'm not sure, Tiki, you're going to fully agree with what I'm about to say. But there's another reason why what you're saying, Sean, is lunacy. And I'm going to use yourself as a comparison. Sure. (laughs) Okay, the architect who runs everything around here, he likes you. He gave you a contract. You have a contract that extends until what? Next year or something like that? I mean, do you want to share? I'm asking you. Is it next year? Whatever the hell your contract. I got a, a two-and-a-half-year deal. All right. Okay. So you've got a contract. Oh, you have more job security than me. Uh, what does that say, T? <laughs> Best start following my theories. But as much job security as you think you have... Would you have the confidence to come on the radio and purposely lose and purposely tank and purposely have rating points go down? Well, I'm doing it because by having a worse rating, I get, I don't know, a bigger bonus for the spring book or whatever you want to come up with. No, because there's a chance the architect's going to say, you know what? It ain't that good. I'm getting rid of you. Now, I don't think it's likely, Tiki, that John Mara is waking up on Monday and firing Brian Dable. But Brian Dable, and I like him and I believe in him, has not done enough to have the self-confidence to purposely lose games and think that the owner of the team is going to be good with it. Yes. And I think that's the comparison I would make to you. That's a, you- good, that's a good way to put it, Evan, because that would be like Bill Belichick in year six or eight after a couple of Super Bowl wins. Like, yeah, you know what? Tom Brady's hurt. We need a better draft pick. He could get away with it. Brian Dable's not getting away with that in year two. You're right, Ev. But if you do it in a way in which I'm suggesting it happen where, I mean, think about it. You guys don't agree. I'm sure there's callers that don't agree, but there's plenty of people I talked to that looked at it and said, that seemed a little weird that he coached that way. If you do it, it's a threading of the needle. Hey, we win. I look great as a coach. We win. We lose. Deep down, me and the general manager kind of know that's probably best right now. So basically, Brian Dable pulled it Aaron Rodgers. He left mm. it up to interpretation. Yes. Mm. Master manipulator yeah. in the play calls. <laughs>
And so Sunday afternoon against the Philadelphia Eagles, is the same thing going to happen? Yes. Okay. I mean, again, the game has to, the game dictates, right? right. He's not going to go down and lay down the swords in the first quarter. But if the Eagles have a slight lead with two minutes left, do I think certain plays might be designed certain ways where, hey, let's not make it easy on ourselves? I think so. Sure. Because I just saw it on Sunday. Hmm. Did you not sleep well last night? Oh, I slept great, baby. <laughs> right? He is so convinced himself that the Giants need to lose because he wants them to lose. Yes. And we had that discussion yesterday. Yes, he's trying to convince himself in any way possible that Dave's is on his right. side. Yes, he's trying to convince himself because no. he felt dirty as a fan yesterday going to sleep after we well, had this tanking discussion. Hey, the coach agrees well, with me. If you get to the point where you got three or four people you talk to that you trust as good football minds that all, without knowing you have the same theory, Who stuff good football up? minds. Right, one of them you. can't be Loogie, by the way. Yeah, Loogie's disqualified. Why am I disqualified? He's a good fan. Because I think it goes deeper than that. When Dable went to Taylor, he said, we're going to Tyrod because he gives us the best chance to win, yet he coached the game at the end not to win. It goes deeper than this. They don't want the veto. They don't want the smoke. They want him out of here. Tyrod gets an opportunity to play a little bit, show he could still play. He signs with another team. Dable gets his loss. The veto goes away, and they stick with Jones or draft a quarterback. That's what's going on here. Mm. That's yeah, what's so, going but, on. Yeah, Mason he, Crosby's not hitting a field goal for 55 like, yards. Sounds like what you're actually saying is we can't manipulate Tommy DeVito because Tommy DeVito is going to want to win Bingo. because he's Tommy DeVito. Well, whereas, whereas Terod Taylor, who I've known for years, I can say, hey, teach you still this one in the dirt. You guys no, are right. No, no, no. no. That's, that's, that's right. not what that's, happened. That's what it sounds like no, you're, you're intimating. What, what really is happening, though, and I, if you've watched enough Terod Taylor, you know. Terod Taylor gives you the best chance in tight games to lose. Oh, God. So, Giant fans, don't worry. Even if you're close against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, Brian Dayball will make sure you lose and will make sure you get the best draft pick possible. I think what's happened, unfortunately, with fans over the last 10 years is we've all lost our minds. Lost your damn minds, We've Evan. lost our minds. And I look, I admit, Tiki, there are days, there are moments in which I've lost my mind. But we have lost our mind to the point in society where fans are now starting to convince themselves that coaches think like them. They don't. We talked about this yesterday and a lot throughout this week. I get it. There are fans that would rather see their team lose for a draft pick to the point where coaches and players are asked about this this week. They've been asked about it all week long. Ron Rivera was asked about it the other day. Hey, what do you say to the commander fan that thinks they're better off losing? We get why fans think that way. But Sean's mind and some fans' minds are so, like, poisoned. They actually think that the coach themselves, who does not have as safe a job security as one may think. I think Brian's back, obviously. I'm not suggesting he's going to be fired. But he does not have ironclad job security. I've been here for 17 years. I would not come on the radio and purposely lose thinking I'm safe enough to Tank purposely. Then how could he think Mason Crosby was going to hit a field goal from north to 50? He never does. Then criticize that play call. Right. We have. I am criticizing it. I'm telling you what. Because I don't think Dable's a bad coach. I don't think he's an idiot. That's exactly why I'm criticizing the play call. I'm criticizing the play call because I think it's purposeful. I think he handed the Saquon in that spot because he knows... Hey, Saquon breaks one, we win the game, we win the game. But he's likely to get tired. You know, we'll leave it up at Crosby since he doesn't make those. He doesn't make those field your goals. Call, your call's next, 877-337-6666. A very special Friday appearance 
from the great Joe Beningo. His thoughts on Jets-Patriots as we get closer to the final game of the regular season. I've laid out the case throughout the week, and I'll tell you again today, I want this game badly on Sunday between the Jets and Patriots, including what's on the line in Jets-Patriots. Because I don't think people realize there is a lot on the line. I'll explain what I think's out there coming up. And like I mentioned, Joe will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll make our NFL picks later on in the show. And we'll get you set for the final weekend of this NFL season where 12 of the 16 games have some kind of playoff implications. Joe Beningo will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. A lot of football to get to as we get you set for the final weekend of the NFL season. Sean Morash is claiming that he and other Giant fans saw something over last weekend that none of us saw. And that was the fact that Brian Dayball was very secretly trying to lose the Giants-Rams game. For tanking purposes. And I thought during the last break, like, how many times have we seen anything where it appeared like a coaching staff was trying to lose a game for a better pick? And the one that jumps out at all of us is obviously the one we mention a lot, which is the Philadelphia Eagles screwing the New York Giants Mm -hmm. at the end of the 2020 season, where the Giants beat the Dallas Cowboys earlier in the day, and it looked like if Philadelphia could help them and beat Washington on Sunday night, the Giants would miraculously win the NFC East with a 6-10 record. And we saw Doug Peterson take his young quarterback out, Jalen Hurts, and replace him with, who did he go to again? What's his name? Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. And that's an obvious one. And it ended up costing Doug Peterson his job. And that's often cited as, see, a coach was doing that. The only other one, and I didn't think this was a tank job, but it was talked about on this radio station a lot. We were taking calls for days that the New York Jets were tanking in a game against the Las Vegas Raiders back in 2021, the same year where they finished 2-14, and and they ended up drafting... Zach Wilson, and not Trevor Lawrence. If you remember, Tiki, two weeks before that Ram game that they won, Mm -hmm. they were beating the Raiders 28-24 with like 30 seconds to go. And Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, was calling like all-out blitzes. (laughs) And Derek Carr found Henry Ruggs. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. And so the Jets lost. And, I, I, dude, I'll never forget this. And Were you in a BT on the station at the time? Were you national? Yeah. Uh, I, we actually probably were national then. But you were still but talking about it, I'm of sure. Of course right? we talked about it because BT <laughs> always talked about the Jets. Just like he would talk about the Knicks on the national network when they were irrelevant. There you go. All these things. But still, yes, I do remember that game. because. But I didn't think of it relating to the Trevor Lawrence losing the, the Rams game, which obviously led. I didn't think about it you know, concurrent to that. But, wow, that's interesting. Because the thought was after that game, there was a celebration of Jet fans saying, wow, Greg Williams did God's work. What a great job. <laughs> and I, I remember as a Jet fan who's – I'm not a tanker. Like, even during that season, I was not rooting for the Jets to lose, as awkward as that is. You know, you're sitting there at 0-12, what's there to gain? Mm-hmm. This is not in my DNA. It doesn't make me right or anyone wrong. It's just the way I felt. But I just thought Greg Williams was being, you know – I think the term is, I don't know if I could use that term, sea strong, I think is the term. Yes. You know what I meant, right? Yes, I do exactly know what you meant. Like, see on that wall is a clock? (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Thank you. I thought it was just Greg Williams being like, hey, I'm Greg Williams, I'll do what the hell I want. I didn't think there was a purposeful attempt to lose a football game. Yeah, he just, it felt like he just wanted to bury the Raiders. Right, we're gonna we're we're beating you, and we're gonna embarrass you by sacking you and forcing a fumble and for whatever. Yes. at the end of this game, we're going in, you know, stepping on your neck type of thing. 
And instead, it ended up in a massive loss. Oh, my God. And it turns out to be like that moment if the Jets ended up finishing uh, with zero wins and getting Trevor Lawrence, I think would have actually turned into this oddly iconic moment in Jet history. (laughs) But because they ended up winning a few games and not getting the number one pick, it's sort of in your memory, but you don't think about it. But in terms of a coach not trying to win or purposely lose, while I didn't think it, that was certainly discussed at the time. I happen to think our buddy Sean's crazy. Yes, Sean is crazy. He okay. absolutely is crazy. I might be so crazy, I may just be right. Okay. Let's go to uh, Mike in Westchester. Good afternoon to you, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, We're man. good Mike. What's on your mind? So, uh, I actually think that uh, Sean's half right. <laughs> so, oh, God. So, go so what I really think, yeah, what I really think is that Dable just doesn't know how to deal with kickers. If you remember at the end of the Jet game, he sent out a guy with a broken leg to kick a field goal that didn't help us. <laughs> so I just think he actually has no idea what he's doing with kickers. Might be an okay coach. Still jury's out on that, but maybe he should leave that decision-making to somebody else. That is, day, by the way, and Mike, that means Sean's not half right at all. Yeah. Because that's just a critical assessment of Brian Dable. And by the way, that's fair. Brian yes. Dable's not perfect. Like, one of my big critiques of Brian Dable was I thought for a majority of this season he was coaching scared. I've liked that over the last few weeks he hasn't. Like, going mm-hmm. for two against the Rams last weekend, I loved it. I thought it, it made perfect, perfect sense, and it would have worked if it was executed. Yeah, well, what it does is it reminds you of what Dabes was at, at the very beginning. So, beginning of last year, and, and look, that was different because he was trying to get his first win. Every new head coach, just get that first win, whatever, whatever it is. Week one, two, three, whatever. You just got to get that first win. But that kind of coaching is what made the Giants so interesting and ultimately pushed them into the postseason last year. And so you kind of miss that mm. when the stakes are a little bit different, right? The stakes feel like, all right, now, we ha- now we're supposed to win as opposed to nobody cares if we win or not. And, and in, in this, at this stage of the season, it's kind of back to what it was at the beginning of last year, right? It doesn't matter. We just got to go get a victory however, however we can. And so you can be aggressive. Matt is calling from Queens. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? I just want to back Sean up here. I, I had the Giants on the money line, so I was watching the game a little more carefully. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I swear to you, I'm a huge Giants fan, and I would not have expected it, but I, I just don't see how you could watch that game and not see that they purposefully dropped the ball there. <laughs> I'll, take my, I'll take the answer off the line. Well, because, but that's what Tiki, as a player, there's no – can you just right off the bat well, confirm that no player in their right bleeping mind is yeah, doing just, anything on the field that would be purposely negative? Right, and this is part of the conspiracy. Like, it, it would have to be, I don't know, kind of co-signed by the player. No, it would not have to be. It would not have to be. Why? Because the – So good, a coach is going to call a play that he knows is going to fail? But Tiki, right, he knows has a low likelihood? Where are they sitting over there with the advanced chart? Oh, let me see. All right, this play has a 70% well, success percentage, and uh, this one has like a, a, a 20. I'm going to call the 20% success percentage play because I know they're going to screw it up. You can't do that. Well, part of a coach's job, Tiki, right, is to understand his personnel, understand all of his players, their strengths and weaknesses. So he wouldn't have to – you know, go correlate this with anybody. And again, I'm not saying that if Mason Crosby put that through the uprights, do I think Brian Dable would be upset? No, but I think that in that spot, he really must not have known Mason Crosby in his history then to have done that. To me, your design should have been, I needed another 8 to 10 yards to make this field goal makeable, and they had two plays to be able to do that, and his play calling suggested they had no interest in that. Hmm. 
<laughs> I, I think you're you're reaching. Well, also, re- also, when you go for two, because I go back to that decision and that play. Yeah. Which, it, think about when it was executed. There's three and a half minutes to go in the game. So you're going for two to take the lead. But if you fail like the Giants did, the game's not over. You yes. have a chance to get the ball back. Right. You have some timeouts. You know you have to, you have a chance to get the ball back and then go win. Oh. You, you just got to put another drive together to win. Oh, and there's one other thing I completely forgot the that's penalty. really important. They were kicking an extra point until there was an encroachment penalty. Yeah. And then when it got to the one-yard line, they said, screw it. We're at the right. one-yard line. Let's go for two. And by the way, there are a ton of scenarios in the, I don't know, the – the, the advanced analytics playbook of when you should go for two. One of them is if you're down by two touchdowns at, at whatever point in the game. It's first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. You're down by two touchdowns. Go for two. And the reasoning is so stupid, but it's but it, I, it, it, it holds fat true because you see coaches do this. If you're down by two touchdowns, you go for two because the likelihood of missing two consecutive two-point conversions yes. is very low. Right, so if you miss the first one, you'll likely make the second one. If you make the first one, maybe you'll make the second one as well. So it's like, or you, you won't even either... need the second one if you make the first. Well, one. well, well, it doesn't matter, but it, it could put you in position to win. Right, you know what I mean? Get and the so, extra point in your head. Yes. Right. So get, going for two is so bizarre in the NFL that when it happens, I'm not surprised anymore. No, not anymore. Right. I used to be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and, just, just. Get the tie, right? But there's there's analytics that tell you to go for two in so many circumstances in football games. I don't even bat an and, eye when it, when a guy goes for two and, anymore. And here's the other thing. I give Brian Dayball credit. Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, whoever's calling plays, all right? You tell me. I don't yeah. freaking know. They called a perfect two-point conversion play. It should have worked. Yes. And even though Sean Dayball doesn't remember it, that first play on the final drive was a beautifully drawn-up play to Saquon Barkley over the middle, where if he doesn't drop it, he gets to midfield. Mm-hmm. It was a great – it was user error is the way I would describe it. <laughs> uh, user <laughs> error. Terod Taylor can't hit an open Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley can't catch an open pass. If those things happen, guess what? The Giants win. And guess what? Two things we know. Terod Taylor, not great at connecting those passes. And Saquon Barkley, so many times, not great at catching those passes. Good coach knows his personnel. Oh, Oh God. Let's go to Javier in the Bronx. What's up, Javier? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing today? What's up, dude? Good. John, I cannot believe what you're saying. I can't. You're never going to get me to believe that Dable. Just threw the game away. Which is why it's I perfect. I was so he did excited it. when they scored on that return <laughs> that I actually hurt myself, hitting myself in the chest because I was so psyched about that. Because I just refuse to believe that this guy's going to do that. You're out of your damn line, man. Okay. I could be out Thank of you, mind. Javier. Thank I, you. I apologize. You missed this, Tiggy. I saw it. I, oh, you saw it? Yes. I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but I'm drinking water. And as Sean says, that's why he did it. I almost choked to death. Because it's true. That's what makes it so much different than Doug Peterson. And this is what brings up the whole point. If you are going to do it, if you're going to do a wink-wink, I know what's best for my job security is getting a quarterback in here as line with the general manager, and I do it in a way where Javier and the majority of the people don't see it. That's the best way to pull it off. I got another piece of evidence, Tiki. So I went back on my NFL Plus app, and I started rewatching some of the final few plays. Yes. On the giant final possession, Gunnar Oleski had another really good return. Remember, mm-hmm. he had the punt return yes. for a touchdown. That got him back in the game. Gunnar Olszewski also had a good return. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. 
Gunnar Oleski. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what did I say? And Deontay Murray, as you What's know. the former coach of the Duke Blue Devils? What's his last name? <laughs> coach K. <laughs> Greek freak. Well, anyhow, there was a holding penalty on Gunnar's return. It was on Darnay Holmes. And Brian Dayball was so disgusted mm. by that call. Sean, are you trying to tell me that Brian Dayball is Denzel Washington as an actor? Yeah. He faked the disgust. You think he faked the disgust? Because really, he I should don't. be applauding the disgust. No, 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 no. I, I, I think this is probably getting conveyed wrongly, shockingly, because it's coming from my mouth. I want, like, <laughs> there's a way to do it where it's less about tank and it's more about I don't really care. It's probably best that we lose. But if I'm still going to be angry because of my heart. He, he, honestly, Dable's coaching the same way we feel as fans. Max is in Nyack, New York. What's going on, Max? Sean, you're out of your free mind, bro. <laughs> out of your mind. Okay. Let me just tell you. There's no way they tried to tank that game. I watched every play of that game. You don't go for two if you want to lose, number one. You guys hit, you guys hit on all the points, Tiki. You're a player you know. You know better than everybody. Right. right? There's no friggin' way Gable's taking any games. And if you watch the last two games, by the way, they tried to win those games too. All right? You don't flip the ball going for two to lose a game. The Giants play great. Winkendale, Wink, man, let me tell you something. The guy, <laughs> the guy rolled on defense. He was killing those guys. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't be surprised if the Giants don't go out there on Sunday and try to win that game, too. Well, you know what? Oh, they Max, definitely Max, are. Max, they're not only going to try to win that game. I think they are going to win that game. Mm. I, I just so, again, just so everybody's clear here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a kicker that didn't have a job until two weeks ago because he barely makes field goals over 50 yards. The coach thought it was in the team's best interest to hand a ball to Saquon for negative two yards and nobody Yeah, blocked. but wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. The coach decided to hand the ball to his best offensive player mm. on second down from the Ram 34-yard line. Mm-hmm. Now, what what am I missing here? Why is that such a stupid decision? Because he's with their that, best offensive with player. With that time and situation, you need your, you need forget your best player. You need your best option to get another 10 to 12 yards to make sure that field goal is a lock to be good. That's not the play the, you for that. The, 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 the line to get for most field goals, this is almost any field goal kicker worth his weight in, in in the NFL is the 35. You're already there. And so instead of potentially throwing an interception or taking a sack, what do you do when you're at the line to gain already? You hand it off. No, no, Tiki. Then you, then yeah. you spike it, and then you go up oh. and you kick the kick you're supposed to make. This is why I'm so – this is why we were on – what was it, Monday? No, it was Tuesday because we weren't in on Monday. On Tuesday, we were so upset – with Mason Crosby because he's wearing my number and he's supposed to go out there and make a game-winning play when you get the opportunity to make a game-winning play and he chunked it. It was bad. It was like my golf swing you're right. on, a, on a layup, right? But you didn't. You expect him to make that no, kick. No, he's the all-time leading you. scorer. He's the all-time. I know he's forty-one, but he's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Tiki. There's some pretty good players in the history of the Green Bay oh Packers. Oh my God, Tiki! Yes, this is the Giants' fourth kicker of the year. There's a reason. That's not, that's not Mason Crosby's fault. <laughs> There's a reason he's available on Christmas Day to just come to New York and kick. It's because. For the latter part of his career, the last couple of years, and I gave you all the numbers, he has lost his range. He could kick extra points in anything under 50. Everything over 50 is a complete toss-up whether he can make it or not, Diki. 
And yeah, Dable but I would still know that. But I would still trust you get to that line to gain, which they were at, and look, they didn't know that they were going to lose two yards on the on the handoff. But still, you're at the line to gain. You think you're getting three yards in a cloud of dust. It's going to be a 50, 49-yard field goal. And, and look, the, the, the run blocking was terrible. It's not his fault. Right, but he still got to go make that kick, or at least get it close, and he didn't even all, get close. All I want for Christmas, post Christmas, is I want this game to be close on Sunday. I want <laughs> this game to be close on Sunday. Oh, it's got to come down to a kick. It's, it's gotta got to just come down to decisions, just so everything <laughs> yeah, can be point. put under the microscope to see what Brian Dayball is trying to do. The thing I can't get past, the reason why I've never believed this, you know, in all sports, when it comes to this infection known as tanking, because it really is an infection on our minds as sports fans. It's not good. Is that coaches or managers would ever have enough self-confidence to purposely lose. That's the thing I have a tough time getting past. Because, Antiki, mm-hmm. you've said this before. That's on your resume, those losses. Right. Those stick there. And You don't go away. It doesn't go away. It's hard to get back to, to par. That is 500. And in in, in your legacy, it's your, as you're pointing to, Evan, yeah. is always going to be based on what your record was as no a doubt. head coach. And, unless, and, unless you win some championships. Sure. Which it's unlikely to if you have a negative, you know what I mean, coaching record. And, and so. I'll, I'll tell you the other thing that I, I didn't feel, let's say, two years ago, but I certainly feel it today. And I know it's not perfect, but I believe this tank conversation, whether it's about fans like we had yesterday, whether it's thinking coaches are doing something like today, I do think it's an infection on sports. And it mm. needs to be fixed. It needs to be thrown away. And I know this isn't the perfect remedy, but the NFL needs to not be the only North American professional sport without a lottery. Because I really think that if there was a lottery-based system, I don't think Sean's thinking the things he's thinking. I don't. Oh, I'm with you. I think the lottery in the NBA, as much as we still talk about tanking in the NBA, I think it's made it that tanking sort of stupid. Like, you don't guarantee anything. Nick fans are the experts on that. It doesn't guarantee you anything. Remember that season True. when yeah. Zion, Zion, Zion? And as much as you thought you deserved it, it's not your fault. The system saw it. The system is set up so that you can't just lose and you're going to get the top pick. The NFL, now that baseball's adopted one, now that the NBA's had one for a million years, now that hockey has one, they are the last major North American sport without a lottery. And these kinds of conversations from fans about themselves, fans, about coaches, these questions being asked, I am defending you, Tiki, as the former player. It's got to stop. And the only way we can end it is a lottery. Well, I mean, yes, you're right. A lottery would help a little bit. But I think there's more needs. The, The narrative needs to change about the importance of the draft, right? Because we put so much emphasis on, hey, we get this top pick, we get the best player. But sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes there's still a process that goes into picking players in the draft, and so often coaches and executives and whoever's in charge they screw that up, right? So I think because we've we've created this narrative that if you have a high draft pick, you're definitely going to make yourself a better team. It it's just it's a fallacy because it doesn't always work. Yeah, sometimes you get a great player, but not all the time. It's a crapshoot with anybody. Doesn't matter where you're picking in, in the first in the first round, but I think we've created this conversation that the higher you pick, the better your chances are of getting better. Are that's not true. So much other, so much, so many other things go into getting better than just getting a high draft. I agree, pick. but you can't win that conversation. 
because of course you can't. But I'm just I'm just speaking real. No, no, you I'm just are. Speaking, I'm just speaking from a from a, a locker room standpoint. Like whoever whoever these players are in a, I don't care. It, you know, this guy comes in. They're not saying, "Oh, this guy's our savior." Oh, we just drafted Michael Penix from Washington. We're saved. Thank God. Oh, we're gonna be amazing. The players don't think that way. No, I agree. So with I don't you, know but... why fans and everybody else thinks that way. Well, that's why you fix it this way. Watch this. I'm gonna show you an easy solution. Very easy. Hey, Sean, new rule in the NFL. If you miss the playoffs, you have the same percentage chance of getting the number one pick as every other team that missed the playoffs. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, a nice, even-based lottery. Do you want to beat the Eagles on Sunday? Beat them by four. Yes. Yes, thank you. I win. No, but I'm with you. I want a lottery no, in the NFL. I just solved it. I don't know. I'm yeah. glad you want it, but I think that would solve this because this isn't good. Like, fans debating each other about this, and we did it yesterday. We've talked. Like, it's not good. Thinking that Brian Dayball is doing something he's probably not doing or Doug Peterson's doing something that he did, it's not good. If we had an even-based lottery system, you missed the playoffs, period. You got the same odds to get the number one overall pick. It's over. Because mm. I think it's sick. I understand why you guys do it. I'm not saying you're all wrong, but I think it's sick that there were going to be Jet fans on Sunday afternoon looking at that douche Bill Belichick and saying, yeah, I'd, li- I'd rather see him win. Yeah. That makes me sick. Right. I I get it. I own the pick, the draft. I get it. It still makes me sick. It makes me sick to think about. It needs to be gone with. You know what makes me sick? The amount of people that sat down on Sunday and had no idea that Mason Crosby can't hit field goals from past 15. <laughs> Stop. Like, it's unbelievable to me. That <laughs> much time and, and down a distance. And we're just, yeah, of course you ended the sequel. Like, uh, you guys need to pay attention to the league a little more. You know, Not you, you, guys, know, but the you, know you know why Mason Crosby's on this team? To troll you by wearing 21? That too, but because he was available. Yeah. yeah. He Which was is why you don't assume you're at the same line you would be able to know for but, but he's there. He's the guy. Yeah. He just, it is who it, it Sounds is. Sounds like it is. a lot of my Friday nights back in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Tony in uh, Middletown. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's going on, fellas? So, um, so with that last kick, so I guess uh, Brian Dable had, or Dable had uh, a big fan that just pushed the ball to the left because it was going in. So I guess he 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 got that planned out too. Uh, there, Sean, is that is that uh, no, you think? You, no, and again, you think he set that up? Again, I don't think it was a good kick. He I, got it the last second, the wind took it. Okay, but again, he okay. knew the wind in the stadium. I mean, this oh, yeah, was yeah, someone, it wasn't it. like yeah, a, a vacuum. How does he know the wind in the stadium? Turn his mic off, Tony. No, Tony, we will we will not turn my mic off, Tony. And again, well, they should. They should turn the mic off. You know what? Tony, how about you turn your ears on? Because if you actually heard oh, what yeah, I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You, you, you're talking stupid stuff, okay? When, when, okay, when you, do, you just got game, blinders on, Tony. When they were out of the playoffs, they Tony, were ecstatic. Okay? Tony, I know, lose, Tony, okay? I know you. You're my win. father. You're my father's friends that think man, it doesn't matter. Off, you got to win every game. I don't think Dable would have been upset if the kick went through. That's the point I'm trying to say, but that keeps getting buried. I think... That he would have been perfectly fine because he's a coach that's coaching to win. But I don't think he did. And if you don't want to use the word lose, he did not do all he could do to win the game. Yes, he did. What else, What else, Sean? Stop turning my mic. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I'm sorry, I was too he late. He did not do all he could to Turn again. Turn again. Didn't do it. I was too late in informing the one man with the power to turn the mic off, Tommy Lugow. To actually turn his to mic do it. off. By the way, finally proof I'm not the porta. <laughs> Freedom of speech. If Shawnee wants to talk, he's got that right. I love how you pissed him off, though. It is kind of offensive to think that an NFL head coach as good as Brian Dable would you know do that. Well, here's the other thing that you get. You're not. we're not talking about. 
Brian Dable has never taken a snap in an NFL game. He has not taken the center the snap from the center. He is not catching passes out of the backfield. He is not blocking the three technique. He's not trying to snag one over the middle of the field. And he's certainly not lining up to kick a 52-yard field goal. None of that is Brian Dable. It is all the players on the field. So he and he doesn't have that kind of influence. And if he ever did, I'm sure somebody would punch him in the face. If he went to somebody and said, Hey, hey, Cross, man, hey, I know you got that 21 on, and I know Tiki was a great player, but did you, can you miss this? Mason Crosby would kick him in the, in the face. There's no chance that that could ever be influenced that way. And that's what you're intimating. And that's no, offensive. No, no, no. And no. it drives me insane. I know why that's driving you insane. Yeah. But, but again, that's not what I'm intimating. I'm intimating that Brian Dable knows Mason Crosby is shaky at best from beyond 50. He's not asking Crosby to make it. And the idea from Tony, by the way. Well, it doesn't matter if he knows. It's all he's got. Like, no, what can he, what else what, can he do? Tiki, that's what he can he do is... You trust Terod Taylor? Call a passing play to try to get yourself another 10 yards. You had all the time in the world to do that, and he didn't. And the idea from Tony, by the way, I don't know how I just glossed this over, that well, Brian Dable can't predict the wind's going to push it. MetLife Stadium is traditionally one of the windiest stadiums. It's December. Yes, there's wind. Oh, crap. I just figured it out, Tiki. What's that? I ju- You know what? Thank you, Sean. Sean, help me. I get it now. Robert Sala's not a bad coach. He's been just trying to lose this entire season. <laughs> Maybe. That's what it is. Oh. We'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-337-6666. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.